Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster, kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder, too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends, and she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one, and the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kids' imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th, and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before we get started today, I want you to listen to this awesome promo for a podcast called Ben and Sophie, Woby's Secret. It's really cool. Me and my kids love it. Check this out. Hello? Is anybody here? What is this? Two kids, a robot, and a missing professor. (gasps) I think this is it. The big lab is right over there. My home. Sometimes it's hard to believe you're a robot. You humans amaze me. Listen to Ben and Sophie. We'll be secret on SpokenMovieProject.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a really fun podcast. You should check out Ben and Sophie. Woby's Secret. On to some shoutouts. Lincoln from Scarsdale, New York, drew us an awesome tree beast that is also a spider that can climb walls and has eight legs and poison teeth. Lincoln, you have an awesome imagination, and I think if you were living in the valley, you would be a rancher who raises and trains tree beast spiders and sells them as guard animals and pets. Thanks for sharing your drawing, Lincoln. Alec from Auckland, New Zealand, enjoys the stories, and I think if he were living in the valley, he'd be like a ninja detective who solves mysteries and fights alongside the Valley Town Dojo. Thanks for listening, Alec. Finn from Mountain View, California, is a big fan. Finn, if you were living in the valley, I think you'd be a professor at the academy, and you would teach potion making, where you'd teach students how to make fart potions and sleep potions and freeze potions and all kinds of cool stuff. Thanks for listening, Finn. Brothers Corbin and Grady are a couple new members of the Patreon. Corbin and Grady, if you lived in the Valley, I think you would be ninja brothers like Tim and Ray, who come up with silly things to do all the time. Like maybe you'd start a food truck called Surprise Taco, where you sell tacos but you don't tell people what's in them, and sometimes it's a regular taco, and other times it's weird stuff all mixed together like chocolate and celery and rice. Thanks for listening, Corbin and Grady. Today's episode is titled The Purple Potion Part 2. Last time on Part 1, Arlo and Goose needed to take a mysterious potion in order to escape the Red Cloak Wizard Tribe. That turned into a good news-bad news situation. The good news? Arlo and Goose were able to escape with all the Red Cloak's stolen magical items. The bad news? 
Arlo and Goose were turned into dragons and they didn't know how to turn back into humans. In fact, as they flew back to the academy, they wondered if they were going to be dragons forever. Arlo and Goose flew over the valley among the clouds. They had never seen the valley from this high up before, and it was incredible. They enjoyed the view, but it was difficult for them to feel good. They were worried. Would Professor Pilsen be mad at them for taking the potion? Would he kick them out of the academy? Would they be dragons forever? Where would they live if they were dragons? Would everyone be afraid of them? How would they continue to learn at the academy if they couldn't even fit in the classrooms? The major positive takeaway was in the bags they carried in their huge dragon claws. Each of them had a large leather bag filled with the magical artifacts from the Red Cloak Wizard tribe. So, while they did make a huge mistake that could potentially change their lives forever, they did succeed in the mission. And now they knew that none of those magical artifacts would ever be used against the valley. And perhaps the Red Cloak Wizard tribe, after this epic defeat, would disband and cease to be. Hey, Arlo said Goose, as they flew through the air toward the academy. What if everyone at the academy thinks we're dangerous? A couple huge dragons flying in and landing right there next to the building? Wouldn't they attack us? They'll be afraid, I guess, replied Arlo. But Professor Pilsen wouldn't let anyone attack us without knowing we were bad guys. They know the gray dragon is a good guy, and all those other dragons just helped out with that huge gloop attack, so maybe they'll just think we're good dragons. This comforted Goose a bit. They flew in silence the rest of the way. As they approached the academy, they noticed people standing around outside looking up at them. More and more tiny little specks far below them on the ground poured out of the academy buildings and looked up, pointing to the sky. It made sense. As far as anyone knew, two strange dragons were flying directly over the valley, getting lower and lower as they neared the academy. Arlo and Goose would be right there in the yard, looking up at the sky and pointing at the two dragons. But they were the two dragons now. As they landed in the yard in front of the academy, everyone backed out of the way. Except for Professor Pilsen. He stood, motionless, waiting for these unknown dragons to make land and explain themselves. Leaves swirled in the breeze as wind from their wings blew among the people waiting. Arlo and Goose landed there on the grass and everyone was silent. They dropped the leather bags from their sharp claws in front of Professor Pilsen. Hey, Professor, said Goose. It's us, Goose and Arlo. We, well, we drank a potion, and it turned us into dragons, and so now, now we're dragons, I guess. It was the only way, Professor, added Arlo. They had us surrounded. All of them had us surrounded, and there was no other way. The other students were shocked to hear Goose and Arlo's voices coming from these dragons. Pilsen just stood looking them over. Hmm, he said. But we got all this stuff, said Goose. Right there in the bags, we got everything they had in that room. It is good that you returned these magical items, began Pilsen. But your safety is the most important thing. Let's go inside and you can tell us all about it. Pilsen turned to walk into the academy and stopped, realizing that they could not fit through the front door, or in the hallways, or anywhere in the building. Ah, well, how about we just chat out here then, he corrected. Arlo and Goose then told everyone their story. Their classmates sat gasping in the grass as they recited the details of their adventure. When they were finished, Goose turned to Professor Pilsen and asked, 
Can you reverse the spell, Professor? Can you turn us back the way we were before? Professor Pilsen stood silent for a moment, thinking hard about the question. I don't know, he said. I will meet with some others and we will discuss the possibilities as we examine these items you brought back. In the meantime, stay close to the academy. With that, Pilsen and the other teachers took the magical artifacts inside to study them. Over the next few days, Pilsen invited all the great minds of the valley to the academy to inspect the magical items and to discuss Arlo and Goose's condition. Old witch tubes and others from the rock fields, mysterious Mr. Max and the Grey Dragon, Master Momo, Victor from the town of Power Up, all these great thinkers met there in the academy and worked together to figure out how to turn Arlo and Goose back to their old selves. Arlo and Goose did their best to remain in good spirits. Their friends and classmates did their best to help them out. They made them food and brought it out to them. Lots and lots of food. So much food. As you can imagine, dragons need tons of food. The other kids at the academy tried playing with Arlo and Goose. That proved a bit difficult as well. Any sport involving a ball didn't work, since it popped whenever they tried to throw it or bump it or pass it or kick it. The dragon bodies were just too spiky. They tried playing in the forest. Goose was allergic to certain types of pollen, and whenever he sneezed, a giant burst of flames blasted from his nose and mouth. And they both snored so loudly that they had to sleep at Beechwood Beach to keep from waking everyone up. It seemed like everything they did was a reminder of how they wanted things to be back the way they were. They didn't want to be dragons. Finally, Professor Pilsen and the team of specialists had completed their research and discussion and met Arlo and Goose out on the lawn to discuss their future. All the heroes they knew so well were there holding scrolls and papers and books they had been reading and studying. Master Momo approached them both with the news. Arlo, Goose, good to see ya, began Momo. I'm gonna give it to you straight. We can't turn you back into what you were before, Goose. We can't make you human again. And Arlo, we don't know how to make you into a dragon kid either. But we do believe there is a way. The potion you drank was likely created by a dragon wizard. In fact, we believe that this dragon wizard is the only creature who could have created that potion you drank. And if he made a potion that can turn you into a dragon, then maybe he can make a potion that can turn you back. Maybe? asked Arlo. Y you're not sure? Nope, we're not sure, said Momo. But what you can do is visit this dragon wizard and ask him yourself. Where is he? asked Goose. Well, we don't know where he is, said Momo. Uh, not for sure, but we have a good guess. Have any of you met him? asked Arlo. Nope, said Momo. In fact, it is entirely possible that this dragon wizard is only a myth and he doesn't even exist. But that's not what we believe. We believe we know where he is, and if you want to be turned back, you should go there. Momo then handed Arlo and Goose a large old map. They looked it over and noticed that the location marked as the dragon wizard was very, very far away from the valley. Wow, how far away is this dragon wizard, you think? asked Arlo. We estimate the dragon wizard island to be about 10,000 miles away, said Momo. 10,000 miles, said the dragons, exasperated. That's... Uh... Oh, that's impossible! How long will it take us to get there? We estimate that it'll take you two weeks to get there, maybe three, 
said Momo. Keep in mind, you're dragons with huge dragon wings. You can glide for days at a time, high above the world, at pretty high speeds. You can make a few stops along the way, but you'll get there. Goose and Arlo were a bit disappointed at this result. They had seen the heroes of the valley do incredible things, unbelievable things. They really thought Pilsen and the others would whip up a new potion in no time, and they'd drink it and everything would go back to the way it was. But now they had to fly to some faraway place to find a dragon wizard that might not even exist. Here you go, said Momo, as he handed the boys each a stuffed adventure bag. You're going to need these adventure bags for the trip back home. Well, that should take you uh, about six months. The boys let out two big dragon sighs as they realized for the first time that if this plan did work out, then they would be stuck 10,000 miles away with no big dragon wings to fly themselves home. Momo noticed the disappointment and sad look on their faces. But don't worry, there's enough gold in these here backpacks to buy you passage on a nice ship. The trip home will be like a nice long vacation, all right? Arlo and Goose tried to appear grateful. They thanked the heroes for everything they did or tried to do. Goose and Arlo then said their goodbyes to their friends and classmates and to Professor Pilsen. Everyone watched as the boys took flight in the direction of Dragon Wizard Island. The end. Thanks for listening, everyone. And now we've got some awesome shout-outs here on the back end. Frankie, Abe, and Jonah from Brisbane, Australia. Enjoy the stories. Thanks for that incredible painting, Frankie, and thanks for listening, you three. You are all awesome. Olaf and Darby enjoy the stories, especially the parts where everything gets dipped in chocolate. Thanks for the drawing, and thanks for listening, you two. You're awesome. Isaac enjoys the stories, and I think he's got so many good ideas that he's going to be writing his own incredible stories pretty soon. Thanks for listening, Isaac. You're awesome. And Leonardo had a very inspiring question about the gloops. Thank you for reaching out, Leonardo. You're awesome. The website is kidstoriespodcast.com. The email is kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. More episodes can be found at patreon.com forward slash kidstoriespodcast. Adios.